Confidential Brief is proudly brought to you by Rubber Roofs, the trusted name in roof waterproofing. Continuing with the show, this uh, coming Monday we're going to be chatting extensively about what you need to do when opening a case and we're going to be going into much detail about what you can expect, what you need to do as a complainant and how you can see justice. Coming up now, I'm chatting to Carvel Webb. Carvel Webb is from an organization that has organized this year's Arms Collectors Fair at the Ditsong National Museum of Military History down the road in Saxonwold. A very good afternoon to you, Carvel. Yes, afternoon, Chad, and uh, afternoon to all your listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really looking forward to the fair this weekend. But before we get to the actual fair, tell us a little bit about your organization that is the organizer of this. Yeah, thanks, Chad. Uh, SACA, South African Arms and Ammunition Collectors Association, um, has been around since uh, uh, 1994. Um, prior to that, uh, when firearms collecting really kicked off in South Africa just after the Second World War, um, it was known as the Historical Firearms Society. But uh, with a change in legislation in 1994, uh, government decided to recognize uh, three bona fide groups being hunters, sports shooters, and private collectors. And this was then enshrined in the legislation in 1994, and uh, it was carried over into the new Firearms Control Act in uh, 2005. And it's uh, undergone a couple of little revisions uh, since then, but what it basically uh, sets out to do is to recognize uh, private collection as a bona fide academic activity, although we do shoot our firearms, um, because uh, what they came to realize is that uh, 85% of this country's heritage firearms are in private hands. Uh, they're not in museums. So uh, private collectors play a vital part in uh, the preservation of our national heritage. And since then, we've every year attempted to organize an event like the one this coming weekend where the members bring out their treasures and uh, under safe circumstances put these on display uh, for the public to see and to hear a little bit about why these things are valuable and uh, what um, role they play in our history and how they reflect the state of a nation and, in fact, our nation over the years in terms of its industrialization, its skills, its competencies, and they all have stories. And this is an opportunity uh, for us to tell the story. It's absolutely fascinating. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about the value um, in in these collectibles. You mentioned academia, but of course there's also a valuable in the tangible asset. And it's something that a lot of people don't actually recognize. And it's a really fascinating um thought process that goes into why people collect. Like you mentioned, people collect from a heritage perspective, from a research perspective, but of course there's also those that collect because of the value of the collectible. We'll be back straight after this. Confidential Brief is proudly brought to you by Rubber Roofs, the trusted name in roof waterproofing. We're in conversation today with Carvel Webb from Saka regarding the upcoming Arms Collectors Fair this Saturday and Sunday 
um, 5 and 6 August 2023 at the Ditsong National Museum of Military History in Saxonwold. Before we went to break, um, Carvel was telling us about the interest that people have based on heritage, academia, research, etc., when it comes to collectible firearms, etc. And I raised the point of a collectability from a value perspective. Now, Carvel, we've seen over the years a lot of people have been burnt in respect of um, investments in something that aren't tangible. We've seen people getting burnt on the stock market, burnt with crypto, burnt with forex, and a lot of people are moving across to tangible assets that have a value. And um, we've seen an increase in a phenomenal increase in fact in the value of collectible cars, vintage cars, increase in art, actual tangible art. And of course with with things such as firearms, especially if there's a history associated with it or if it was made in limited numbers. Now I'm sure a lot of your collectors have watched the the show on History Channel called Porn Stars, the American program, and they often have um firearms that are from the um, Civil War in America or from pre-World War One, and these these weapons have immense value attached to them. Are we seeing a new breed of collector that's collecting because of the investment opportunity? Um, Chad, I think, I don't know about a new breed, but I just want to broaden your context momentarily, and that is there are about nine values which the Firearms Control Act recognizes as a reason to collect. So just to put everything into perspective, it's uh, history, heritage, technology, scientific, educational, cultural, commemorative, investment, rarity, thematic, or artistic. Those are all good reasons to collect. And the value to a collector can be any one of those apart from the investment value. But if we want to talk investment value, it is interesting to note that firearms as an asset class is the only asset class which has maintained a steady increase in value for the past 300 years. Uh, so there's no doubt that um, a quality firearm uh, is, is a good investment. Not to say that we don't get a lot of junk out there, and uh, as you'll see in the newspapers from time to time, uh, the police destroy thousands of firearms, but these these are not collectible firearms. Uh, this is uh, uh, it, it, it's junk uh, in collectible terms. Um, dangerous and therefore needs to be destroyed, but uh, not an investment. So what sort of values do we look at? Um, you will find that they range enormously, and I, I must repeat enormously. You will find collectible firearms trading hands at the last auction, for in the region of three, four thousand rand. And, um, the most expensive firearm that's been sold recently in the USA convert from dollar terms was 15 million rand. So you can choose a number between 6,000 rand and 15 million rand depending on its attributes. Are we going to be able to see some of these at the um, exhibition this, this, this coming weekend. Um, you, you did mention that it's a, it's a rare opportunity for people to see collectible firearms. You've given this whole list. Tell us a little bit about what we will be able to see over the weekend. Yeah, the focus this year is on uh, militaria and the role that this has played uh, in the nation's history and the development of industry. So you will find that the bulk of the displays this year are uh, in in the military sphere. Uh, as such, military firearms, rare ones, do command high values, but not in the regions that I've just spoken about. Uh, you, we will see, you know, uh, give me an example, a World War rifle, 
will probably trade hands for about 10,000 rand. A um, SMLE uh, Lee Enfield, which was the stalwart of the Second World War, will go, up, go about for three or 4,000 rand. Uh, some high-end um, uh, semi-automatic rifles, which were made in various quantities, both here and internationally, would, would trade for around about 20,000 rand. Uh, so you'll see a fair spread, um, but the absolute exotic stuff uh, often is not brought out uh, for safety and security reasons, and also they're in c- controlled environments. Um, but uh, you'll find plenty to see this weekend, and apart from the firearms, there's all the accoutrements that go with it. Uh, you'll find collectors like to sketch the context of why they are interested in a specific range or type or era of firearms, be it World War One, World War Two, Border War, and what have you. Um, and uh, with that go all the bits and pieces which uh, tell the picture, tell the story. And we're going to be fortunate this weekend in that we've got um, uh, MCRS and Nutria, two reenactment groups. They will be putting on displays of the Border War, uh, and the Italian campaign of World War II, respectively. So they'll be dressed in the appropriate uniforms, and they'll have all the bits and pieces that go with the firearms. So it should make for a very interesting diorama. And it's a family outing. It's a family outing. Um, I think the museum is a very f- uh, family-friendly place. Uh, we'll have some playthings for the kids, and uh, there's snacks and cool drinks and what have you, to um, satisfy the inner man while you're there. And it's a safe and secure environment, and we're hoping for some good weather. On another note, um, you've mentioned why people collect and the reasons that are stipulated for collection purposes. Is it easy for somebody to become a collector considering the controversy and the delays surrounding the Firearms Act that came out in 2005? I I won't say it's easy, um, but it is totally transparent. In other words, um, you have to demonstrate a genuine interest in collecting in a specific field of interest and theme. You can't just go and collect anything and uh, a mishmash of anything that, um, you know, crosses your fancy. Uh, so what the Act has done has to put some controls in place, and you've got to decide what it is that you want to collect, and you've got to be able to demonstrate to the association as the controlling body that you have a genuine knowledge and a genuine interest in these firearms. If you can satisfy that, then you can become a member, uh, and you start off at a entry-level category, and you can collect a limited number of firearms within your field of interest. Uh, that gets approved you know, by the police. Obviously, every firearm is licensed. And as you progress and as your interest grows and your knowledge grows and your uh, resources grow, then you can add to that collection over time. So it's uh, a, a, a well-defined process. It's a transparent process. But you've got to be a serious um, collector before you can enter that route. People want to find out more about Saka and this upcoming collector's fair. How do they get in contact? Um, email address is uh, saka uh, at iafrica.com. And the best is uh, come along to this uh, this weekend. 
<laughs> and you'll find any number of people who are, you know, prepared and ready and able to um, tell you everything there is to be told about uh, uh, collecting and uh, how to go about it. And if we look at, uh, if you want to phone them, then contact our office and you'll find a very helpful lady on the other end who can put you in contact with somebody who will take you through whatever you want to know. Uh, 011-646-1311. 011-646-1311. That's the office number and they'll be able to help you with any information that uh, you uh, would like to acquire. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be taking the kids. It's a great outing. The charge is only the museum entrance fee. There's no other charge, and that's a very reasonable fee. It starts at 9 a.m. It's the Saturday and Sunday, 5th and 6th of August. It's at the Ditsong National Museum of Military History in Saxonwold. There will be trade tables, classic arms, auction of arms and militaria, military reenactments, uh, a member collection displays, and, of course, food stalls and kids' entertainment. Something for the whole family. Thank you so much for joining us today, Carvel, and I'm looking forward yeah, to... Just, uh, before, you, before you wrap that up, one thing I should also mention is for the mechanical buffs, uh, the museum has a working condition Russian T-34 tank from World War II, and this thing will be started up and demonstrated. won't drive around, but they'll start the engine, and that's some music in itself. Look forward to seeing you. That sounds great. Is that on the Saturday or the Sunday? Do you know? Both days. Both days. Looking forward to it and looking forward to meeting you. Um, just a reminder that is this coming Saturday and Sunday, 5th and 6th of August at the Ditsong National Museum of Military History in Saxonwold. Always very interesting to find out what's happening out there and to know and understand that there are people out there that appreciate firearms for much more than the practical use thereof, but the fact that firearms have a history and that uh, they're also a collectible item. And there are so many reasons to collect, as um, Koval indicated to us. Thank you so much for joining us today on Confidential Brief. Next week, we're going to be discussing with you the intricate aspects of criminal investigations what is actually happening on the ground, why it is perhaps that your case is delayed, what you should be doing to follow up on your matters, and how it is these cases are incepted and what the process is thereafter. It's a conversation that we haven't really had for the last um, 10 years that the show's been running where we've actually gone into detail. We've spoken about on broad terms. We've spoken about the challenges, the capacities, the resource issues of the state, but we haven't actually spoken about the A to Z of a criminal case from when the case is registered until such time as the case is finalized. So next week, Monday from 12 to 1, that is what we're going to be focusing on. Looking so forward to joining you then. My name is Chad Thomas. Confidential Brief was brought to you by Rubber Roofs, and I do appreciate you joining in today.